Hi, my name's Tristan, and I'm the host of the Gravel Cycling Australia podcast. I was born, raised, and continue to live, work, and ride my bike on the lands of the Wurundjeri and the Wadawurrung people. I acknowledge the Wurundjeri people as the traditional custodians of the land on which this podcast is recorded, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. The Gravel Cycling Australia podcast acknowledges that Aboriginal sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Gravel Cycling Australia podcast. Gravel cycling in Australia is booming. From racing to bikepacking to simply getting off the beaten track and exploring the back roads and trails of our outstanding natural landscapes. This accessible subculture is all about community, adventure, and discovering or rediscovering the joy of life on two wheels. Join us as we celebrate Australia's gravel cycling scene and discover the locations, explore the events, and meet the people at the heart of the sport. G'day, just thought I'd uh, jump on and do a quick little bonus episode, just to have a look forward to uh, this weekend's UCI Gravel World Championships. We'll do a little bit of a rundown on the course, the main contenders, have a look specifically from an Australian perspective at the riders that have been selected and that will be lining up for the big day. So just to start with a little bit of history, I guess many of you are probably aware that the, the gravel race scene has really grown out of this grassroots movement in the US. The US still remains the the predominant elite gravel cycling circuit worldwide. We sort of heard a bit about the Lifetime Grand Prix when we had Tasman on recently. So so that's sort of like the, the, the background of, of gravel racing and where it's grown out of. But the UCI has definitely continued to, to show an interest in the gravel scene. And this has accumulated in the development of this UCI Gravel World Series, which includes a number of events across the world where, where anyone can participate and, and try and compete to, to gain qualification for these UCI Gravel World Championships, which, which have an elite uh, women and elite men's field, but also have the, uh, the age range or the, the age group fields as well. So this year marks the second edition of this UCI Gravel World Championships and and it's being held again in the same location as last year, although the course has seen a significant change. So so last year's event uh, was was sort of put on to, to mixed reception. The event was dominated by World Tour Road Professionals and was won by Yanni Vermesh of Alpes and De Koenig, followed up by Daniel Oss in second place and Matthew Vanderpol coming in in third. So the main criticism of last year's event was that it wasn't really reflective of, of what people think of when they think of gravel racing, particularly that sort of wide open spaces, um, sort of wide road gravel racing that we see in the US and and get here in Australia with our, our growing race scene as well. So the, the course we saw in Italy last year was definitely um, a lot of light gravel, you might say. Those of you who saw the event or watched the highlights would have noticed that it was quite an urban sort of setting, wasn't particularly... Uh, selling that sort of outdoor adventure spirit that we like to see uh, with gravel riding and gravel racing. Indeed, last year's course was so benign that it saw the majority of road pros just riding their traditional road race bikes. They put slightly wider tyres on rather than sort of opting for a, a full true gravel bike. So the UCI have sort of taken some of that um, feedback on board and, and have made some pretty interesting changes this year. So did a little bit of digging and it looks like the um, the UCI initially awarded the contract to run this event to a, a sports event company called PP Sports and that's run by the uh, the ex-road professional Filippo Pizzato. 
So, he initially had a contract to run the event for the first two years. However, just a couple of months ago, the UCI pulled the pin on that agreement. So, I think they were pretty fearful that they were going to get a repeat of the the highly criticized event from last year. So, the UCI have sort of taken this on board, awarded the contract to a, to a new uh, event organizer. It's still going to be run in the same region in, in Veneto in Italy, but things are certainly going to look a lot different. And that change in uh, event organizers has been accompanied by a uh, significant change in in the route. So hopefully we'll see sort of a more traditional gravel race uh, unfold. Although, uh, that said, only 50% of the course is actually going to be on unpaved surfaces. And a lot of the the climbs that are involved in this course uh, are going to be on paved roads. So if we look at some of the numbers, the uh, the women will tackle a 140-kilometre route with 1,660 metres of, of climbing. As I said, 50% of the course will be unpaved. It's sort of got three sections to it. So it starts with a, an unpaved uh, lap around a lake on a nice gravel road uh, and then enters a series of shorter paved climbs before the last section of the course is a, pre- uh, sorry, a procession of, of hillier or steeper climbs. The men's route follows a, a pretty similar course, slightly longer, some slightly longer unpaved flatter sections, uh, but that one is going to be 169 kilometres with 1,890 metres of elevation gain. Both of the, the courses are sort of focused on the UNESCO World Heritage side of the Prosecco lands, which, which should make for some beautiful scenery in comparison to, to what we saw uh, last year. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see any of that scenery, at least live. Uh, there's no TV broadcast of this event this year, unfortunately, uh, which is a, a bit of a, a shame, but I, I suspect something to to probably do with the fact that we had such a late change and, and late announcement of, of the course. So, yeah, maybe maybe an improvement on last year, a bit more climbing across the races, but still, um, and I saw Nathan Haas said this in, in a recent uh, take, he said, it, it's an event we all hold great respect for and all want to win, but understand that this just simply isn't what we'd call gravel. So, so a step forward, but perhaps a little way to go still. And uh, I think things will improve. I mean, in, in a few years' time, we're going to be hosting the UCI Gravel World Championships here in Australia over in Nanup in WA. And I think by that stage, uh, this UCI event will sort of start to reflect the the gravel racing, which which we all know and love. All right, so that's enough on the course. Let's have a look at the main contenders now. Both the uh, men's and women's events are really attracting uh, a really broad spectrum of, of riders this year. We've got traditional gravel racers who are plying their trade uh, on that US Lifetime Grand Prix circuit. We've got mountain bikers and, of course, the uh, high-level road professionals from the World Tour. So on the women's side, the defending champion from France, Pauline Ferron-Prevot, is is back to defend her title. Demi Vollering is obviously a big draw card there for the women as well, having recently won the, the Tour de France Femme and has been the sort of dominant female rider on the uh, World Tour this year. So it'll be interesting to see how she goes, plying her trade on the gravel. And then, of course, we've got the the gravel professionals from the Lifetime Grand Prix series. So Sofia Gomez-Villafane, uh, who's been dominating that series, as well as Unbound Gravel winner Caroline Schiff. And from an Aussie perspective, a really strong contingent of riders are, are heading over to Italy for this event. And I think we've really got a, a strong chance to, to take it out uh, overall with Tiffany Cromwell. So so Tiffany uh, recently won the European Gravel World Championships event. Obviously, as an Australian, she couldn't take home the, the actual jersey there to wear for the year, but, but she was allowed to race the event and bested all of the European riders. So that was uh, really exciting to see. And it's going to be um, yeah really exciting to see what she can pull out tonight. Supporting her are a really strong uh, team as well. We've got Cassia Boglio from Perth in WA. She recently uh, rode the the uh, Bike at Balladu event, and we will hear from her in an upcoming episode. 
Justine Barrow and Neve Bradbury have unfortunately had to withdraw after initial selection in the team, but but Tiffany and, and Cassia will be supported by Ella Bloor and Darcy Richards as well. So you're really exciting to see how those girls can get on. Should be really interesting to see how all of these uh, riders sort of stack up against each other and, and sort of come together for, for this uh, once-of-a-year event. Similarly, we've got a really exciting uh, broad range of talent coming from the men's side. We've got everything from Wout Van Aert, as I'm sure you're aware, one of the, the premier road riders, uh, male road riders in the world. Uh, he'll be lining up against the likes of Keegan Swenson, who is absolutely tearing the Lifetime Grand Prix apart over in the, the US. He's, he's besting everybody. He recently set a course record at the uh, renowned Leadville 100 mountain bike race, so uh, will be really interesting to see how he can line up against the the top world tour pros. Uh, Matthew Vanderpol won't be back this year. He's uh, called time on his road season for for this year. But Matej Mahoric, uh, Yanni Vermesh will be back to defend his title. Be interesting to see how uh, Alejandro Valverde can can go coming out of his road to a uh, retirement last year. And then some of the other road professionals to watch will be Connor Swift and uh, Quinton Hermans and the like from from the the world tour. Once again, the Aussies have selected a really strong team. A friend of the pod, Tasman Nankervis, has advised me that he has had to withdraw after his initial selection, which is a shame that Tasman uh, isn't able to get over to, to Italy. But but the rest of the team are, are going to put up a real fight. We've got Nathan Haas there, obviously, ex-World Tour Pro, uh, Freddie Ovet and uh, Connor Sands and Matthew Bird, Adam Blazovic uh, will be supported as well by Declan Irvine, Alex Lack, Jacob Langham. Uh, and Matthew Shepard. So, yeah, it will be really interesting to see how those guys can can get on and, and compete against the best in the world. Yeah, so unfortunately, again, we're not going to get any TV coverage of this event, but I'll certainly be following along over this weekend to see how the, the teams get on and hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll get some interesting racing to, to report back on. Just before we finish up, just a note, as I as I mentioned at the start, the UCI Gravel World Champions have elite fields, but there's also a age group category, and you can qualify for the UCI Gravel uh, World Championships by participation in one of the UCI Gravel World Series events, which are held worldwide. So the first 25% of people who, who finish in these events automatically qualify for the World Championships. And uh, yeah, so if you if you're keen to have a crack and you think you'd like to get over to the next UCI World Championships, which will be held in Belgium next year, we do have a couple of events here in Australia which grant qualification for the the World Championships, and that's Nanop's uh, Seven Gravel Race over in WA, and also Gravelista here in Beechworth, which is on in a, a couple of weeks' time. So yeah, if you if you're keen to get involved in the UCI Gravel. Uh, World Series, there's there's definitely opportunities there and you might even find yourself having a chance to line up against the world's best in, in the World Championships next year. All right, that's a wrap for today. Thanks very much for everyone for tuning in. Just a short little bonus. Uh, we'll be back very shortly with a, an episode all about the the coverage from Bike It to Baladu over in WA last week. We had a, a guest reporter there uh, collect some, some really interesting content. So I've uh, cut that together and we'll get that out to you shortly. Before we go, I just want to give a shout out to the guys down at CycleWorks here in Box Hill. I was uh, out the other day and snapped my rear derailleur cable on my uh, Canyon Grail and I limped home uh, a bit sadly and then I had to work out how to replace the cable having never done this before. Yeah, a bit of a novice bike mechanic. So I I worked out I was going to need a bit of a hand getting the internal cabling done and got on YouTube and and saw that I needed a little, uh, you know, a bit of a hack, a bit of plastic tubing to help me guide the 
the cable through and I obviously didn't have anything and I popped down to Cycleworks and yeah, very, very kindly helped me out with a piece from their workshop uh, completely free of charge. So I just thought I'd, uh, yeah, appreciate that and, and give them a shout out on the podcast. So if you're in the area, pop down and see the guys down there. Um, great little bike shop uh, and yeah, give them some of your business. All right, best of luck to all the Aussies competing tonight and uh, yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing how they get on. I'm Tristan. This is the Gravel Cycling Australia podcast. Thanks for listening.